the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called recovery and restoration. Our God is a God who loves us. He's a God who loves us enough to desire to restore everything that was lost and or stolen from us. So since our God is that kind of God who loves us like he does, then we ought to do whatever we need to do, including learning what we need to do to let him extend his love into our lives like he desires to do. So let's learn what we ought to do to let him love on me and you the way that he wants to by bringing recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. You find out it is manlike to punish, but it's godlike to forgive. So we are people who are willing to forgive. All two of us are people who are willing to forgive. But we found out that the noblest revenge that you can give a person is to forgive that person. The noblest revenge that you can give a person is to forgive that person. And that's what we're going to do. Because we're wise people. And we found out a wise man would make haste to forgive because he knows that the true value of time will not suffer it to pass away in unnecessary pain. That we understand that we need to forgive people. Why? Because time is short. We ain't got time for all this foolishness. And especially when the devil was the one that tore it up. We ain't going to give the devil another day enjoying what he did because we're going to have receive the restoration that only God can give. Today we're going to work on examples of restoration of broken relationship. We're going to look at examples of restoration of broken relationships. Because I love the Bible. It only is not, is not only conceptual in terms of giving us concepts and precepts in order to live our lives according to. It is also visual that allows us to be able to see what happened to somebody else who's in the same situation as me and you. So that we can see how God came through for them so that we can then be able to gain the faith that God can come through for us the same way too. So we can see what happened to them to be able to understand God will come through just like he did for them. He'll do it for me and you. So today we're going to look at an example of a broken relationship so that we can see God in action as well as what should be our actions if we're going to allow this broken relationship to be restored like God wants to. Turn to Genesis chapter 27, please. We'll we'll start right there. Because God can make people who were at odds with one another to be at peace with one another. God can make people who are at odds with one another 
to be at peace with one another. He can bring reconciliation to people who were separated. Even if they were separated for long periods of time, God can still bring it back together and restore the time. God said, I'll restore the years that the canker worm has destroyed. And when he say what he mean, then he mean what he say. And he'll do it for us each and every day. This can be seen by how God made Esau to be at peace with Jacob. We're going to see how God made Esau to be at peace with Jacob. Now, when we study this, I want to make sure you understand the perspective that you want to look at this. Because many of you were the Esau who got jammed up by a Jacob. Many of you were the Esau who got jammed up by a Jacob. So we even though we're going to be reading about Jacob, it's important for you to understand that Jacob is a person too. And Jacob is the one that God's going to deal with about coming back to. But you got to understand the mindset of a person that's coming back too. More than, just, more than you need to understand your mindset as they're coming back to you. Because remember, you know, we're supposed to love our brother and prefer them over ourselves. So it's important for us to be able to pay attention to what they go through, just like it is that we need to, we already know what we're going through. And it's important for us to know that God is working in their lives too. Even while the restoration is occurring, even while they're on their way back to you. Because a lot of us, when we think about the restoration of a relationship, we're thinking about restoration with the same person that we broke up with. And that's why we be like, mm-mm, no, see, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no, no. But what you have to understand is behind the scenes where you can't see it, God is working some things. God is doing some things. Because remember, God ain't bringing you nothing back broke. God's going to bring it back restored and fixed so that when he brings it back, it will not be the same as it was when it got broken. So let's look at Genesis chapter 27. We're going to see here Esau's heart toward Jacob. What did he think about Jacob? And remember, you are Esau in this story. Jacob is the person that's coming back. Start with verse 30. Genesis chapter 27, start with verse 30. It reads, and it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob. And Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father. That Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Pause button. You already know this story. I'm picking it up at when Esau found out about what Jacob did. You already know Jacob and his mama had ran kind on Esau and the daddy. We already know that the daddy loved Esau. The mama loved Jacob. Wait a minute. The daddy loved Esau. The daughter, I mean, the mama loved Jacob. Wait a minute. The daddy loved Esau. Mama loved Jacob. I thought it was supposed to be the daddy loved both of them and the mama loved both of them. So we already got division already started by the parents. And it's going to manifest itself in the children too. 
Because whatever the parents start, it can run down to the children too and begin to have effect in everybody else at the same way too because no man is an island. This is deep. Anyway, we pick up right there. They had already ran, she had already ran con on him in such a way we even told him what to do. His, so Jacob wasn't the only supplanter. Mama had the same problem too because mama running con on her, on her own husband and, and against her own son, firstborn son at that. Had him, had him put some stuff on himself so he can make it seem like this, thank you, that she made that make it seem like he was the other brother. And he playing it too, trying to act like he him. And even though the daddy was like, hold up, you sure, you know, but he's still conning, you know. And so he done not got the blessing. We pick up right there. Verse 30. And it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob. And Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, which means he had just left his father. That Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat. When they say also, that was part of the kind. Because Esau was known for this savory meat that he made. Jacob made the same thing and brought it to his father to make it seem like it was him. And, and, and his father fell for it and brought it unto his father and said unto his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's venison that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac, his father said unto him, who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, who well, where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry. Remember, this is you, Esau. This is you. Sometimes folk have hurt you, harmed you, played you, jammed you, did you wrong, scandalously wrong. And you cry out loud. I can't do it right now because I ain't got much of a voice already. Praise God. I don't want to waste it on my crying out. Praise God. But just act like I'm crying out. Praise God. Thank you for my help. Praise God for my help coming on. And he said, and, and, and when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with a great and exceeding bit of cry and said unto his father, Father, bless me. E- even me also, O oh my father. And he said, hey, that brother came with subtlety. Now that word subtlety right there in the sense of deceiving means fraud. He, Bernie Madoff, his brother, came with fraud. I ain't going to say he Hillary Clinton there. I'm going to leave that alone. Praise God. I just passed right by that. I just passed right by that. It also translates treachery. He treacherously jammed his brother. I mean, just scandalously, treacherously, 
I mean, low down, dirty stuff that you don't even do to somebody that's not related to you and not close to you, much less somebody close to you, your own brother. This your daddy. And he said, that brother come with subtlety and have taken away thy blessing. Man, if that don't sound like the devil, I don't know what does. Because the devil operates with Satan subtlety. And the devil still comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, he handled the steal part because he sure took his brother's blessing away. So Satan's all up in the middle of this. Just like you thought Satan was all up in the middle of that person that was jamming you too. And he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? Because his name was Jacob, the supplanter, the, the con man, the thief. For he had su- supplanted me these two times. Ain't the first time. He said, this two times. Now, now, I ain't coming to Jacob's defense or nothing. But the first time wasn't as scandalous as the, as a, as a second time. The first time wasn't as scandalous as the second time. But when he saw his, that he saw he could take him the first time, it gave him inspiration to go after it the second time. First time, Esau technically gave his stuff away. Amen. He gave it away. True enough, he's supposed to have looked out for his brother and say, no, I'm not going to take that from you. I'm just going to give you this little, this little pottage. I'm going to give it to you free. Give you, give you this little soup for nothing because you're my brother and I love you. I know he was supposed to do that, but at the same time, he saw opportunity. He a, he a thief. He did something wrong. Just like that person that jammed you probably saw an opportunity and they did something wrong. Amen. And now they done jammed you again. And this one's even worse than the last one. He said, he took away my birthright. And behold, now he have taken away my blessing. And he said, has thou not reserved a blessing for me? Still talking to his daddy. Daddy, ain't you got a blessing for me? Come on, give me something. And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, behold, I have made him thy Lord. Somebody say insult to injury. And all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? Another way of saying, I ain't got nothing to give you, man. And Esau said unto his father, hast thou but one blessing? Now listen how he still keep trying Still keep trying. Wasn't that you, Esau? How you just kept trying and kept trying and kept trying and, and still wasn't getting nothing. Bless me. Even me also, oh my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Once again, I ain't going to do that one. I feel my help coming off. (laughs) And Isaac, his father, answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. Which means you kicked out to the curb. You're out in the street, basically. And by thy sword thou shalt live and shalt serve thy brother. Now, it's bad enough he done ripped you off, but now he got to serve him too. It's bad enough that 
that that that that that you still washing their drawers after they played you as hard as they was with that person they went out and laid with too. You know, come on up in here. I can go further, but you know, once again, I want to waste my voice. He says, and it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing. He hated him. That word hated right there means to lurk. That is to persecute, to lurk. Which is telling you what this hate is going to do. It's going to cause him to, to, to be ready to jam him first chance he get. He going to go looking for him. To hurt him. He going to persecute him. Wherever he is, I'm going to find him. And I'm going to hurt him. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. Or another way of phrasing it is that, come on, come on, come on, Godfather. I ain't going to mess with you while your mama's still alive. But the day your daddy die, it's on. And these words of Esau, and these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she went and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself. Which means that he going to comfort himself by touching you. Purposing. To kill thee. So once again, this is what he wants to do. He's going to kill him. He's going to do what to him? Yeah, because Jacob said, I'm going to slay you. That word slay means to smite with deadly intent. To smite with deadly intent. Listen to the passion that's coming out of Esau. It also translates destroy, kill, murder, put to death. And make to slaughter. Now none of them sound like. It's going to work out good for my man Jacob. Not, 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 none of them sound like. And he said now therefore my son. Obey my voice. This is the mama talking. And arise. Flee thee to Laban. My brother to Haran. And tarry with him. A few days. How long? A few days. Tarry with him a few days. How long? A few days. Until thy brother's fury turn away. Until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him. Then I will send and fetch thee from hence, from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? What she was saying basically is that after he kill you, technically speaking, he's supposed to be killed too. Because the the murder the the um Penalty for murder of taking a man's life was supposed to be taking a man's life. So then, once he killed his brother and he was going to do it, that's what he did for a living. He was a killer for a living. He was a hunter. Now he just had changed prey, and now he about to hunt his brother. That's why I said, I'm going to find you. 
I don't care where you are. I'm going to find you. I'm going to search you down. I'm going to lurk and I'm going to persecute you until I put your head on the, on the wall. But she said, I don't want to lose both my sons at the same time. Because she recognized that if one died, the other one's got to die too. And then she ain't got no more kids. And Rebecca said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. And then he said some other stuff too. Go get you a woman. And he basically said, go get you a woman. Praise God. So Genesis chapter 31, this way he testified that he was there at least that long. Starting with verse 38. It says, talking to Laban. He said, this 20 years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young. And the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of, of beasts I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus, I was in the day the draught consumed me, and the host by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. He was, of course, getting what he sold, praise God. So, but this shows right here that he was there for at least 20 years. We're not counting the amount of years that he was away before he got over to Laban's place. We ain't talking about how many years it says that he worked before he did the seven years for the first daughter and, and, and nothing like that. So we know that it was at least 20 years that he was there. But I don't know whether you noticed in that little passage, we're already starting to see a change in him. Because he had chances to try to con Laban just like he conned everybody else. But even though opportunities presented it for him to con them, Laban, he didn't con him. I'm talking about the person that God's bringing back. Sometimes when a person is away for a period of time, they run into this thing called life. And life will teach you some things. And you also run into somebody called God. And God will teach you some things. Because when he received the blessing, remember when he went out, he got blessed. Got a chance to meet God, praise God, set up an altar for God, and got a chance to be able to, you know, God blessed him and started telling him that the covenant was on him now. That covenant was with him and his covenant was with him and everything like that. And so God stayed with him and began to start teaching him things and began to start developing him and cause him to begin to start changing. Until we hit the point that we don't have time to go there. God told him, it's time for you to go home now, boy. It's time for you to go home now. This wasn't Jacob's idea to come home. This was God's idea to come home. Remember that when your Jacob start coming. This wasn't Jacob's idea to come. This was God's idea to come. He was just being obedient to God to go and go home. Scared, but he's going to come home and obey God. Nervous, but he's going to obey God and he's going to come home. Well, that's all that we have time for today. 
We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're learning that God wants to fulfill His promises of being a God of recovery and restoration in the lives of me and you, including restoring the relationships that were lost and or stolen from me and you. I hope even more that you're becoming more inspired to let Him be a God of recovery and restoration in you and me, including restoring the relationships that are supposed to be enjoyed by you and me. I hope you'll let Him do what He wants to do That is bring recovery and restoration to you and in your life too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And to all the men of God out there, we have something special for you to do this weekend. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions men's breakfast this Saturday morning at Word of Faith. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one, my brothers, that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.